0: they're using computer ease for all aspects of their accounting job costing service and document management yep. and then they go on to talk a little bit about the integration between uh, Dell tech and computer E, which I, I thought was interesting because I, I when I originally saw this I I took it as though that they were using Dell tech uh, to handle that functionality <laughs>
1: Here is your host, Sam Gupta.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the WBS podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm, Elevate IQ. ERP industry is divided mainly into two flavors. One is primarily focused on product-centric industries, such as manufacturing, distribution, and retail. The other focuses on service centric industries such as not for profit, architecture, and engineering firms, construction, public sector, education, etc. But if you are in the construction or government contracting space, your needs are likely to be unique. Finally, you have the compliance needs for unions with their requirements for submissions which will require substantial reporting functionality for it to work. Then you have in-process compliance requirements, including DCAA, etc. The vanilla ERP such as SAP, Sage, Acumatica, etc. may require several add-ons to support this critical piece of functionality. Even the ERP designed for professional services such as Workday, Unit 4 or Financial Force may struggle to support the critical functionality needed for these verticals. So what are your options if you are in this space? In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to discuss major stories in the ERP and digital transformation space and an objective and independent review of Dell Tech's capabilities. We covered several grounds, including their positioning in specific micro-verticals, product psychology, and corporate strategy. Finally, we covered several micro-vertical stories and why they chose to implement Dell Tech over other ERP software. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. And if you are joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet Every Tuesday at 5 30 p.m. Eastern, we pick one vendor or a solution from the vendor that we review independently, and then we have a bunch of stories that we cover for that week, belonging from either digital transformation or ERP. For today, we are going to be talking about the vendor called Teltech, and a lot of you may not have heard of the Teltech name, it's not as popular. It's typically very popular in the other communities, such as the architectural or the construction firms. We are going to be discussing about their focus, their capabilities, their strengths, and we are going to be covering them comprehensively. Before we do that, we are going to start with our panelist intro. I am going to start with my intro first. If you don't know me, I am Sam Gupta. I'm principal at Elevate IQ. As part of Elevate IQ, we focus on the digital transformation engagements that is going to be focused on ERP. We help our customers with business process redesign. We help with the business case development as well as the ERP implementation and project recovery. On that
3: note, I am going to move to Phil for his intro. Hi, Sam. Hi, everybody. I'm Phil Kerper, Managing Director of Ringling Business Solutions. After several decades as President CEO on a variety of mid-market companies, uh, where I implemented a lot of digital transformation projects, uh, I launched uh, Ringling Business Solutions last year, and we helped uh, executive teams with their digital transformation, and particularly helped them with ERP-type projects that we'll be talking today. So great to be here, Sam.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Phil. Well, Dave, I'm gonna move to you next for your intro.
0: Sure. Thanks, Sam. Hey, everybody. My name is Dave Chrysler, and I'm an operations consultant working with business owners and leaders in. The manufacturing, construction, and cannabis spaces, helping them to create the systems they need to reclaim their life and grow their business. And I come to you with more than 20 years in the manufacturing space, directly responsible for operations and ERP implementation. So thanks for having me, Sam.
2: Thank you so much for being here, Dave. Andy, can I move to you next for your intro?
4: Yeah, thanks, Sam. My name is Andy Pratico. I've been involved with ERP software for manufacturers for four decades. I've uh, worked with manufacturers all over the US, all over Canada. And uh, I actually have a published book on the topic of how to evaluate ERP software. Thank you so much for having me today, Sam.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Andy. And uh, before we start on our today's stories, if you are joining for the first time in the audience, if you have any comment, make sure you, are, you comment in the comment section and our panelists are going to look at them and we will be addressing them uh, either during the session or after the session uh, if uh, we run out of time. So make sure you guys are going to be commenting. We uh, look forward to reviewing those comments. So now I am going to start with today's first story, and that is coming from our friends at Infor. So if you guys uh, have been following Infor, Infor did the recent announcement of the marketplace Again, when you look at the marketplace, uh, it may not be the most exciting announcement that you will find, because as you know, the other ERP vendors have been launching their marketplaces for a long time, In Ford is trying to play the catch-up game, but at least now they have that, so that's a testament that you know they are committed to the partner channel, they are committed to the partner provided the add-ons. Now, these companies are going to get far more visibility that they didn't have before just to compare this with with some of the other vendors you know obviously cloud native vendors are the first ones who really pioneered this whole idea uh, of the marketplaces for example if you look at NetSuite NetSuite has a very vibrant ecosystem Akamatica has extremely vibrant ecosystem of their partners either the add-ons are going to be provided by them or they are going to be provided by the partners. SAP has industry cloud. The concept is the same, name is different. It's uh, it's a marketplace in my mind. Now, Infor is calling it as a marketplace as well. They are not selling it, it differently the way SAP is trying to sell uh, it as the industry cloud because industry cloud could mean a lot of different things. In case of Infor, the industry cloud is very different because in this particular case, they are going to call, okay, I have my last mile functionality, I have a dedicated ERP for the specific industry, but SAP does not have that. They are simply rebranding their marketplace as the industry cloud. So in four, they announced this as part of their Inforum summit. That just happened, I guess, last week. you or Phil, you guys can correct me. In So here they are saying Infor is providing ways for customers to find applications and for partners to develop applications that take specificity that much further. Now, guys, the approach that Infor takes for their applications, as you may have read in their press releases, is that... They like to provide the complete application. So you don't really have much of the room for the partners as you would have in case of SAP or NetSuite, but they have some the other add-ons that are not going to be covered as part of Infor. But Infor's goal, as from the product strategy perspective, their goal is going to be to provide one complete solution out of the box owned by Infor as opposed to owning by the partners. Here, they are saying there is also a difference between having an industry-specific ERP versus industry addition of the horizontal ERP. We have reviewed four before. Uh, you know, we could not see that last mile functionality that they seem to be claiming always, but they have still claimed that even in this release, that there is some sort of functionality that Infor has that other vendors don't have in the market, which we could not see in their marketing material. So either marketing material needs to be improved or the product demonstration needs to be improved where we can see, okay, if you have industry-specific, where is that? We could not see that when we reviewed it. Uh, If you guys have any comments, we can take those. Otherwise, I can move to the next story. Okay, so the next story is coming from our friends at SAP. And I think we reviewed SAP recently. So I don't know if we are going to have any further details to add. This is consistent with what we saw in their financial statements where their the overall the cloud growth was roughly what 34% of the total which is going to be up 17% and then the 2% increase in revenue in total for the 2021 this is also consistent with our assessment they are winning a lot of deals because of rise with SAP program which has been really working for them for these large engagements so that's the announcement that we have from their financial results I did not find anything exciting or inconsistent with what we have already reviewed during our sap session if you guys have any comments i can take those otherwise i can move to the next story okay so the next story is coming from SAP as well and this is a very interesting story and the reason why it is interesting is because sap has announced the acquisition after a long time I think the last one they had acquired, they acquired something in the process mining uh, or in the RPA space. I have not heard of any other acquisition since then. Basically, what they were trying to figure out is, obviously, they had to fix their co-CEO model that they had. They had to you know, find the, the designated CEO, and there have been a lot of different changes from the corporate strategy perspective. So now they are trying to figure out, now that their overall business strategy is fixed, Okay. What are we going to acquire to fix those holes in the deals that they, they have, right? So right now, their focus seems to be, initially, when the other CEOs were there, the focus was very, you know, going broad. They were focusing on customer experience uh, based on some of the recent acquisitions, such as Calidus Cloud and Qualtrics. Those were the acquisitions that SAP had done. But now, if you actually pay attention to their strategy, it seems to be a different direction with the new CEO. And the direction seems to be that they are focusing more on their core capabilities, which is the ERP capabilities. And obviously we saw in case of SAP that SAP takes very financial perspective to their product. It's really designed for the CFO. So now the acquisition seems to be either in the supply chain or it is going to be in the finance which is their core capabilities capability to begin with before this they were trying to compete with salesforce they were going after salesforce because salesforce was winning a lot of market share that was the primary driver why they wanted to acquire all of these companies in the customer experience space but this is the first acquisition that seems to be slightly aligned with their core capabilities and where the market is moving so even the future acquisition we might see that sap is going to be focusing far more on their developing their own deeper capabilities in the finance and supply chain and i think that's where they excel uh you know as the the flagship product and the erp so here what they have done is they have acquired a majority stake in uh and I don't know how to pronounce this one. I don't know. Is it Talia? Leading provider of working capital management solutions. The move is aimed at giving companies better access to liquidity and improving their cash flow. And this is what your CFOs are going to love because this is what they like to see. Again, this is the problem for those large enterprises, especially with the international supply chain. Right now, the kind of you know situation that companies are facing, the lead time has increased. There is a real challenge with respect to cash flow. So that is where SAP is trying to focus on. And with this uh, uh, acquisition, the company offers early payment through supply chain finance, dynamic discounting and account receivable finance. Challenging economic conditions and disruptions in supply chains have significantly increased demand for early payment and the market for working capital management. Has seen strong growth, and this is right, guys. In the international supply chain space, there's a real issue there for these international vendors. Overall, the way they are operating at this point, there's a real need for cash in that market. This company is recognized uh, for its leading technology and has one of the broadest platform and the solution portfolios in the working capital management market. I don't know if any other ERP companies are going to have any sort of capabilities related to this market. Again, SAP caters very different market overall. So it's a very unique capability that a lo- lot of large enterprise are going to need. The company has also built a strong ecosystem of financial partners. Now, SAP must be eyeing these financial partners because that's what actually drives the deals. If you look at from the ERP perspective, the reason why Sage wants to go after CTAs and the accountants is because they actually are the decision maker for a lot of different deals so now sap is going after this whole financial partner ecosystem which can open up a lot of doors for sap so which is a very exciting sign in my opinion from the acquisition strategy perspective the company has also built this uh we have already covered so with that they contribute to making supply chains more resilient that's what sap cfo is saying by combining the deep working capital management expertise of this company with SAP's broad CFO solution portfolio and the integration with our core business software and business network solutions, we are well positioned to become a leader in working capital management offering. Now, if you guys have any comment, I don't know, Phil, if you are going to have any comments. Let's do that.
3: Well, just I noticed that on the very bottom there that 80% of the customers, they acquired company of Talia, I think I, I can't say that one either, are were already running SAP. And I also think this functionality really looks interesting because the actually bringing the supply chain challenges back to a working capital model, Typically is 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 takes quite a bit of work out of the standard ERP packages so if they really can do that you know out of the box if you will or at least with a pretty standardized product that sounds very interesting
2: yeah I'm definitely excited about this specific acquisition because this is aligned to their core expertise and as you can see there is a real fit here as they both are using the you know sap ERP system and need any even out there. Customers are using that. So there was already a synergy uh, in this um, uh, offering. Dave, Andy, any comments? No. Okay, then I am actually going to move to the next story. And here, the story is very interesting as well. And the reason why this is interesting for me is because I had never seen the OCI, the Oracle Cloud, as the mainstream cloud provider. But it seems like they are winning a lot in the infrastructure game now. Uh, You know, that's a very positive sign. I was thinking that, you know what, Oracle is really winning because of their erp footprint but they are doing really well from the platform perspective as well so overall oracle seems to be doing really really well uh so here they are saying more than thousand one thousand uh, global organizations are using oracle cloud Left services to accelerate the migration of mission critical workloads to oracle cloud infrastructure now we don't have enough data at this point of time to compare this growth with let's say amazon or uh, Google to say whether OCI is winning a lot or the other companies are uh, you know winning at the same rate or higher rate we don't know that uh, Oracle is trying to position that you know what I have 1,000 customers but that's the only data point that we have so we cannot really conclude but this does seem very exciting that they are winning in the cloud game so here they are saying Oracle Cloud Lift Services provide organization with a single point of contact for end to end technical delivery remove critical expertise barriers. To adopting OCI services seems like this is a similar uh, program as you have with Rise with SAP. But obviously, this is going to be a technical solution. So the perspective is going to be very different in terms of how the solution is really helping the customers. In case of Rise with SAP, that's going to be very business process focused offering. This is going to be very technical centric offering. But the whole idea of these offering is going to be to reduce the friction from the sales cycle. To make it easier for the customers that's what oracle is trying to do and it seems that you know that is working in their favor they are saying the latest additions to oracle cloud left services include capabilities to help customer design and migrate data lake house and ai enabled application environments to speed big data migrations a new partnership with when Disco, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, or, uh, but that seems to be a funny name. A leader in distributed computing will enable organizations with vast production data sets to access the When Disco Live Data Migrator is a fully automated cloud migration solution that moves uh, HDFS data and Hive uh, metadata to the cloud without taking the data offline. If my understanding is right, Oracle has been doing a lot of work in the autonomous Oracle database, and that seems to be a flagship product for them. They have been winning a lot of deals just because of that you know, autonomous nature of the Oracle. From the business perspective, what that means is you, know, you don't need to bring down your database. It's going to be able to patch the database while running it. And you don't require 50,000 DBAs to be able to do the migration, which is a you know, cost driver for a lot of different organizations. So obviously, the autonomous had a lot of value for the companies. That's why Oracle was really pushing on that. But if my understanding is right, AWS probably had this capability. So I don't know how unique Oracle's capability is, but this seems to be exciting news for Oracle overall.
3: Any comments, guys? I can take you to the next slide. On this one, Sam, just a more general comment, and is that this is a the Lyft services are provided by Oracle the way this so so they're doing. They're providing more expert data migration services directly from corporate. And Oracle has a couple other things that I'm aware of where they also do some pretty nice things as far as giving services that are from corporate. So it'll be interesting just to see how that matches the relationship or how the balance between the SIs and the Oracle corporate on some of the things are, because there's a little bit of overlap here.
2: So honestly speaking, Phil, I don't think this is going to be the service offering. I think this is still a tool You know, that is helping expedite the sales cycle, but it's not, I don't think it is meant to be more of the service. It's going to be more of the framework. The way Rise with SAP framework is, I don't know if partners are able to utilize this. I can almost guarantee that this must be available for partners as well. So they are simply providing the framework, but either partners are going to be executing or it's going to be available for customers to really expedite that sales cycle and, uh, use the technical solution for their own use. They probably did not have the centralized access for this migration so far. That yeah. would be so, very so, so
3: if you're right, so if it's a tool, then that actually helps it make a little more sense to me, to be honest with it, because usually the SIs are very, very engaged in this part of the project. Exactly. And, and I don't think
2: Oracle can afford to mess with their SIs because obviously uh, they can <laughs> control a lot of, a lot of market. Okay, so if you guys don't have any other uh, comments, I'll move to the next story. The next story is uh, very interesting as well. And it's coming from our friends at Akimatica. So I don't know whether you guys followed the Akimatica Summit or not. Akimatica Summit was very interesting this time. And one of the things or the trends that you may have noticed from last few years when they were doing these announcements. By the way, this summit, you know, was done roughly what? Seven months after the last summit, the last summit was delayed because of the COVID situation. They did the summit again. Obviously, they did not have enough to be able to present, but they still went ahead and they wanted to have that yearly cadence that they like to do, you know, to do the summit in January. So typically, summit for any company is going to be that flagship event where they are going to be doing major announcements for the product strategy, for the company's strategy, that's what excites the customers. So now, if you actually follow the trends, the way Acumatica was positioning themselves, okay? Two years back, when they did the two years, three years back, or maybe, uh, you know, one and a half years back. When they did this, they had announced that they were going to go really, really hard in the manufacturing vertical, okay? There were some very key announcements there, including their acquisition of Jazz systems, which was that's how they got the capability before that. They did not have the capabilities in their native product, it was sold as an add on. But now, after the acquisition, now Acumatica owns that piece, and that's how they got the manufacturing capability. This has been the trend for Acumatica. They like to acquire their bars once their value added resellers are going to be they they prove the market. They, you know, start winning, the customers are liking it, Acumenica goes and acquire their partners and make it as part of their solution. So that has been the trend. But, you know, one of the key announcements that they had made two years back was, number one, they wanted to acquire these manufacturing capabilities. They also made the announcement about, uh, you know, getting some of those process manufacturing capabilities in alliance with Batchmaster, uh, that was the uh, flagship announcement as part of the summit that they actually wanted to move into the process manufacturing market and they wanted to go very aggressive with this strategic alliance and wanted to introduce the quality module that will be sold as part of Hamatica offering. But after that we did not hear anything. okay. So right now, if you actually look at the announcement this year, this year is very, very, very interesting. And the reason why it is interesting is because you know last year or last summit, Typically, they were very balanced in their approach. The way Epic, epicor approached their market. Okay, I have three pillars. I have my manufacturing. I have my distribution. I have my retail, And I am going to be treating them equally well. Okay, that's what Acumatica was doing. Acumatica's target market were construction, manufacturing, distribution, retail. Okay, those four. So what they were doing is they were doing a lot of announcement in, in all of those four until last year. But this year is very interesting. Because they changed their strategy. So if you look at their acquisition, they actually announced the acquisition in the construction market, okay? And this is the property development uh, add-on that they have acquired. So that says that, you know what? Where is manufacturing now? I would expect at least some announcement in the manufacturing space as well. At least I could not see any announcement related to manufacturing in the Acumatica Summit. The other announcement that they have made is going to be integration with the Amazon Connector again that's a deep hole with these commerce companies that are trying to go dtc they are trying to integrate with amazon channels and some of the other channels but we i could not the we have the announcement for these commerce companies but there is no sort of announcement for the manufacturing vertical so i don't know if Acometica is still winning in the manufacturing not winning they lost uh, you know their momentum in manufacturing i don't know if they are going to be as committed so that is something that you should pay attention to why there was no announcement for manufacturing at this point of time but they seem to be doing really really well in the construction property management space they seem to be doing really well in that distribution space which is their core expertise from the product perspective and they are trying to integrate as much as possible with these amazon connectors because obviously because of covid those are the markets that are really performing at this point of time so here they have said that you know what even the autodesk integration that you would expect that Probably it will be targeted for manufacturing, you know, but they are very clear in stating that, you know, this is focused on construction. So again, that's a Autodesk is a very drawing-centric offering. You are going to think that, you know what, these drawings are probably going to be applicable in manufacturing as well. But no, they are very clear in stating that this is the com- commitment to the construction industry. The other features that they have introduced are late technical features, such as artificial intelligence, capable of detecting and solving general ledger anomalies, as well as updates to its flex mobile platform, which is great, Acumatica's ERP technology to streamline operations in growing businesses. Acumatica announced the localized packages will be implemented for customers in Mexico and the UK. They are trying to acquire these global capabilities, as we have discussed in Acumatica's session, that Acumatica does not have as much globalized capabilities in comparison to NetSuite or any other platforms that are going to be slightly richer than a Acumatica in those globalizing, uh, globalization capabilities, Acumatica has tried it. So here they are saying Acumatica will launch the global financial module this year to allow multinational businesses to track their finances in multiple currencies. Again, this is just the consolidation piece. This is not really that multi-entity functionality that you are going to see in case of PLATS, that you are going to see in case of Info Cloud Suite, that you are going to see in case of NetSuite. Those are globalized products. Athematica is trying to get there. They are prioritizing the feature, how I can acquire the global market. But right now, they are not there yet in their globalized capabilities.
4: And your comment about Autodesk, it, Autodesk has a version that's designed for construction. So maybe that's the one they integrate with. Yeah, but I mean, they are very clear that,
2: you know, this is the commitment to the construction industry. Autodesk, my understanding is that they have decent manufacturing market share as well. But oh, no, not- oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but they have not stated that. There's two different
4: versions, though.
2: Right. So most likely, it is probably going to be for construction industry. (laughs) That's why Acumatica is calling out that, you know, this integration is is probably for construction industry. The other exciting announcement that we have seen in case of Acumatica is going to be UiPath connector, uh, which is great. But again, in the mid-market, I don't know how many customers really use any sort of RPA technology. Great toy, uh, in my opinion, but, uh, you know, for all practical purposes. I have personally not seen any good use of the RPA technology so far, maybe one of these days. They have also announced the integration with the Acumatica document cloud. And here they are saying bundling Adobe's uh, e-sign capabilities with Acumatica's technology. This is built to streamline document management and eliminate complex licensing for customers. They are not clear which industry they are seeking, but my understanding is going to be this is also probably construction because they have far deeper documentation. The collaboration needs than other uh, uh, industries. In my experience here, Acumatica so far used to claim that they have their own inbuilt document management system, but now they are integrating with the specialized document management system. So now they must be feeling that, you know what, this is probably not going to be enough for every single scenario. So if companies want to use uh, the Adobe, then you have that option as well uh, to be able to utilize now, uh, if you guys have any comments, I can take those or move to the next uh, slide. Okay, so that's it for the stories for today. So today we have a very exciting vendor called Tech, and a lot of you might not be familiar with what tech is. So what I am going to do is I am going to provide you a brief overview of how Tech is positioned in the market, where they win most, and then we are going to review their capabilities in depth and some of the customer stories as well, why customers uh, like Tech for their industries. Tech as a company, uh, you know, I think overarching view of the ERP industry is always going to be a sort of twofold. One of the ERP segment is very product focused and which is going to be your manufacturing, distribution, retail. Uh, those are the industries where you are going to see the mainstream ERP players, which is going to be your SAP, Oracle, Microsoft, Infor, epicor these are the companies that really go hard on these product-centric verticals. Now, you have the second space in the ERP that is going to be more of the PSA space. It's also called professional services automation. It's primarily the services industries, which means they are not necessarily selling the products. They are going to be selling the services. The examples of the industry in that space is going to be your not-for-profit, your staffing agencies, any of the marketing agencies, the software development firms, the architecture uh, you know, firms, the public sector, any of the public sector, public schools, hospitals probably would fall under this category as well, because these are not necessarily the product centric organization. They have very deep needs from your financial perspective. They, they are also very people driven organization. So their HCM capabilities are going to be very deep as well. So these are typically two segments of the, of the ERP industry. Now, in this particular, the second one, which is going to be more focused on PSA, you are going to find vendors such as Workday, Financial Force. Uh, you are going to find vendors such as Unimet, uh, Tech uh, is obviously there. Then you have some more vendors in that space. But typically, these are two different segments uh, you know, from the competition perspective. Tech is very has always been very strong in the government contracting okay when i say government contracting these are going to be the companies that are going to be very project centric organization as opposed to if you look at you know some of the job shops uh, some of the project manufacturing organizations might be similar to your project organization but typically their needs are going to be very different overall from the way they interact with the inventory and how much inventory they are going to carry. And that's where the real differentiator is overall in terms of how the bomb looks, whether the uh, system is going to support the bomb or not, uh, and whether they are going to have a real job or a project. A project is going to be something like if you have software development project, that's a real project, right? In that, you are going to have a bunch of resources. You are probably not going to have any inventory. You might have a room as the equipment, but that's the extent of, the the professional services organization they don't, don't tend to be as transactional in nature they are high dollar business so the cost tracking is going to be extremely important for them as well now Dell Tech has been very 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 strong in that psa module uh, traditionally the newer players such as workday or the financial force microsoft has a lot uh, you know some market share in that space as well the Dell Tech used to win a lot in that space the newer players are winning in that space now but Tech has always been sort of the leader especially in their architectural and engineering and the construction focused space and the electrical contractors the HBAC contractors they used to win in those verticals a lot they have roughly 30,000 customers in total they have a lot of enterprise customers they have a lot of different products that they carry and we are going to review uh you know some of those products now, do we, did we not cover anything that we typically cover as part of the
4: vendor review, Dave, Phil, Andy? Just just a quick, you know, a major differentiation between this type of product versus some of the other ERPs that were manufacturing centric. You know, you know, when you're involved with manufacturers, they're, they're looking at work orders. And a work order is usually a combination of routing and bills and materials. Yep. Versus Dell Tech, which is going to be totally work breakdown structure. Kind of what you were describing on the engineering, the design, the, the, the macro level of the projects themselves and very cost directed, as you're saying.
2: Exactly. So I, I guess, you know, there is a very thin line between, you know, how the engineer to order firms operate versus how the project based organizations operate. As you correctly pointed out, they both probably are going to have the work breakdown structure as well. But the way projects look for the service organization, you know, from the accounting perspective are very different than your project-centric manufacturing. That's a very different functionality. So pay attention to what your real business model is, who you really are, and we are going to pay attention to some of those fine lines. Why, for example, let's say aerospace and defense, it's a very program-centric industry. It's a very project-centric industry. In fact, I mean, you are going to have project manager there. And now if you are going to buy a software that is going to be designed for the project centric industry, it might not work for you because, you know, you are really that manufacturing shop. Uh, you might be doing a lot of programs, but you are still very manufacturing. Uh, in this particular case, this is going to be very project and service center. So we'll pay attention to all of those fine lines where that fine line is, uh, but it's a, it's really, really, really fine line. Okay, <laughs> you need to have real depth in understanding, okay, how to sort of understand these news uh, of these two industries. Any other comments, guys? Okay, so uh, here, uh, the first thing that we are going to review is going to be the uh, industries. So if you look at the industry, the trend in the industry, okay, one of the things that they are claiming is number one industry is accounting and CPA. As you know, Accounting and CPA are very service-centric. Organizations. That is going to be similar to your software development firm, a marketing firm. Their operations are going to be very similar uh, to these companies, whether you are talking about lawyers. you know, They all have very similar operations overall. The way they execute their pro- uh, projects, the way they serve their clients, the way they structure their contracts, uh, it's going to be very similar. So that's why you have the Accounting and CPA, because they require PSA-centric functionality. Then you have the Architecture engineering and construction firms. Guys, so number one, the the Deltec is really, really strong in that contract functionality where if you are going to have very complex contract functionality, that's where Deltec really shines. And these, uh you know, architecture, engineering and construction firms tend to have very PSA-centric functionality, but they are also going to require a lot of things from the way they schedule their resources, the way they plan their projects. It's a very different beast than planning for your, manufacturing organizations the other uh you know outlier that you might be able to see here is going to be energy oil and gas now from the operations perspective they might appear very similar because they are energy oil and gas they are probably going to have uh you know the projects as well but the real differentiation that you are going to face in case of energy and oil and gas the way their projects are structured in case of your marketing firm each project is not going to be an individual entity in case of your uh, you know energy and oil and gas because of the size of the project okay the each project is going to be entity so you re- really require that multi entity consolidation and the segmentation inside the projects because you know that is going to be a key driver whether you are able to track those costs or not and that's why oil and gas and energy is going to be a biggest outlier there the oil and gas energy uh, are also going to require things like joint venture billing now, joint venture building is very unique. The way the allocation works in that space, you are not going to find those trends anywhere else. It's very specific to oil and gas and energy. So now I don't know if Deltec can support that because I could not see that in their stories, whether they can support, but they are claiming that I can work for energy, oil and gas. My assumption here is going to be they are winning in this industry where you are going to have the consulting companies that are really serving the oil and gas and not. Really those three tiers of oil and gas, your retail versus your uh, the main oil wells, they are not competing in that space. That's where your IFS is going to shine. Here, they are really winning in that consulting space, which is going to be service providers of oil and gas, the service providers of the energy. Management and IT consulting, as you know, these are very service-centric firms. They are consulting by themselves. That's why this is the right fit for Dell Tech, not for profit. They are very similar operationally as the consulting firm. Obviously, not-for-profit is going to require very specific needs as well, such as the way their grants are structured, the way they need to report for all of these grants, the way they need to do their budgeting. It's very different in case of not-for-profit, but that is probably going to be aligned with what Tech is able to do. But Tech does not win in the not-for-profit space, even though they are claiming that you know they can serve not-for-profit, sure. Uh, you can do a lot of things, but that's not their sweet spot. Uh, you know, uh from the not-for-profit perspective. They are also claiming that. And one of the interesting trends that we have noticed in every single ERP that we have reviewed that everybody likes to go after the aerospace because that's where the large dollars are. Uh, we all know that, right? So even Dell is trying to go after aerospace. There are going to be certain spots where Dell is going to be really fit in the aerospace and defense, and there are going to be other spots where Dell is going to be terrible fit. Now, here in this particular case, we are going after those government. Contractors because they are going to have their unique contractual needs that only Dell Tech has that functionality. Or there are very few vendors that can support that data compliance from the government contracting and the defense contract perspective. They are the only ones. And we are going to review some of those feature sets, what all they can support. They also are in the uh, engineering procurement and construction There's, and the government contractor. They have called out the government contractor. As the space. So any company that is competing in the government space is probably going to get benefited by Tech's functionality because the government contracting is very unique, even if you might have a commercial organization as part of your software development firm or the manufacturing firm. But let's say if you are competing in the defense market. The defense market is going to be very different operationally, even if it is part of the, the same organization. So that's the distribution of different industries for Dell Tech. Here we have highlighted some of the specific features. Uh, in the, for example, we have the gov IQ for federal market intelligence. Now, federal market intelligence is a very unique insight that you need to be able to forecast what you need to serve, right? So that's where they are going to have a lot of data products that you probably would need for your government business. So that's where they are saying federal government intelligence solution that helps organizations find, manage, and win opportunities. Now, you are not going to find this with Oracle, SAP, and four. <laughs> they don't have that deep subject matter expertise of this market, only Dell Tech is going to now the deltech uh vintage point crm here they are very clear in saying the crm software made for project based businesses to manage opportunities and and capture resources now you might think that salesforce is the best crm but it might not be the best crm uh, in the government contracting space because the way they are going to structure their contracts is going to be very 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 different so sometimes the Tech crm is going to feel far natural than your other leading CRM, such as Microsoft or Salesforce. So pay attention to what your real business model is and decide which is going to be the right tool for your business. There are some unique feature set from the project and portfolio management perspective. For example, in this specific space, you are going to find that you need that earned value tracking and the cost management software. Again, that's very unique to these large projects because you really need to have the financial value of the project at any point of time. So you can decide whether you can continue on that or you are going to continue losing money on that. And obviously, uh, nobody wants to commit to a project that is a lost business. And sometimes you could lose a lot. So that's why that, that enterprise value tracking uh, at the project level is going to be super relevant. And that's where, you know, tech uh, really has those deep feature sets for this specific micro vertical. The planning and scheduling is going to be very different as well for the service-centric organization. Uh, The way they allocate work, the way they assign resources, it's very different compared to your field service uh, or the manufacturing organization. So Deltec will feel very natural when you are that project-based organization. Obviously, they have very strong human capital management needs as well because these are very people-centric organization and people are part of every activity that you are going to do as part of your service organization. That's why they are going to have very deep functionality that needs to be tightly integrated with your ERP. Now, you might not find this in other manufacturing ERP systems or the distribution retail-centric ERP system. They'll fall short because they are not really designed for the service-centric industry. What else? A couple of specific compliance so for example sled uh government intelligence solution that helps organizations find manage and win opportunity again that's a very specific compliance in that space that is going to be inbuilt as part of your solution there are a lot of different compliance that Tech has that is part of the core solution so obviously you know if you are going to build this that's going to cost a lot of dollars and even if you invest that you don't know whether that is going to work and that is going to be compliant with how your government and the customers and the collaborators are going to be expecting going to be expecting those reports. So make sure that you have those compliance included as part of the solution. What else did we miss here? Yeah, I think they are very consistent in their positioning that they are targeting the architecture, engineering, and construction firms. That's their sweet spot overall from the targeting perspective. They also have a very specification-centric software. And now, if you guys have been in the construction space for some time, you might know a solution called Procore. And Procore has been winning like crazy. It's like Salesforce uh, of the construction ecosystem and they are going to be integrating with some of the solutions like, you know, Sage Intact or, you know, they are really strong in that space. Acumetica is integrated with Procore. So obviously Procore is very strong operationally uh, when you look at the construction segment. So now Tech is probably finding it hard to, comp- to be able to compete uh, with Procore, and that's why they are releasing that construction collaboration specific functionality, where you need to collaborate, you need to do some metals, you need to, uh, you know, have the the construction specifications so that's going to be very unique uh, to the construction industry that your vanilla ERP or the manufacturing distribution ERP are not going to be able to support. What else am I missing here? That's pretty much it. Do you guys have any comments? I can take those.
3: Sam, um, a quick comment. A quick comment on this one, kind of the it. It shows to me maybe where they're from really as a project management type of thinking organization versus an ERP thinking organization. And, and you said earlier they've got a lot of depth on ERP on these types of PSA companies for costing, but look at cost point for manufacturing in the upper right hand corner there, how, how they're talking about it. End to end project management software, right? So their, their bias is more towards project management necessarily than, than ERP. And uh, and and it's in the language because you wouldn't see most ERP companies using these types of terms, would you, when they're talking about features and things? So it shows their strength and maybe also shows where they're where they're maybe not as strong.
2: So the only caveat I will have in that comment is when they say end to end project management software for manufacturers, that's where the trick part is. And that's where that fine line is. So obviously, in case of project based manufacturing, project based manufacturing is very engineering. Uh, sorry, the manufacturing-centric functionality is what you are going to need. Here, I think what they are trying to target is consulting firms that are actually serving the managers. Now, those two are very different business models. So here, they are actually trying to target the service firms that are targeting manufacturers. It's not the real manufacturing solution, but we are going to review some of the unique, uh, you know, functionality for manufacturers as well. Again, I don't know if a real manufacturer, the ETU manufacturer can really live on that tech. I have personally, I would not be convinced because, you know, that's not their target market, but seems like they have signed some deal for those manufacturers as well. But if you look at their product, you know, the business model, it does appear that, you know, it's probably going to be a consulting company that is serving the manufacturing industry as opposed to the manufacturer itself. Okay. If you have any other comments, I can take those. Otherwise I can move to the next slide. So here, if you actually look at their industries, so I did a little analysis in terms of their aerospace and defense. Uh, which is the outlier here in my mind, because aerospace and defense is a a very uh, manufacturing centric vertical. So what exactly are they doing in the aerospace and defense? And we looked at the logos that they have acquired and we are looking at their business model. Okay, what have they done with companies like, you know, we have three companies, I guess that were part of the aerospace and and defense. So we are going to look at their case study and the feature sets, why they bought Delta. So here, uh, you know, one of the, Key functionality that you are going to find is going to be be audit ready when compliance support for MMAS, DFARS, DFORS, which is the very defense centric compliance. Now you are not going to find this in in a lot of different unless you are designed for that government contracts, unless you are designed for that defense centric functionality, right? If you need to build this functionality, it's going to be a very heavy lift. You know, you might probably live using add-on because it's still not part of your core, such as the inventory management add-on. But let's say if you were to implement this on top of Acumatica or NetSuite, that's probably going to be a stretch. You are better off going with something that is really designed for your industry, because this is where you are going to have real challenges. Now utilize built-in security capabilities, traceability, contract flow, uh, downs to help meet contract requirements. Again, I think the key phrase here is going to be the contract. Contract, the way the contracts are structured, in the uh, government space are very, very, very different. And that's where the real differentiator is for Dell Tech. So make sure you really understand what your contract is, just because you have the software development firm, they might be doing the contract, but the government contracts are going to be very different. They are going to have very different, the, the chargebacks, they are going to have very different uh, expectations from the contract perspective. So make sure you really understand that, you know, it is designed for your industry. Now we are going to review these case study, so, okay, so the very first customer that they have, if this one is uh Northrop Grumman, uh, right? I don't even know how to pronounce that either. You know, somebody can help me if uh, you guys know. So this is, uh, it takes a village to deliver, you know, successful projects. At the heart of that village are planners and schedulers, program planner, scheduler. Uh, this is going to be AS, uh focal in the defense system sector at this one, okay? So here, if you look at the kind of project that they are doing, These projects are going to be very different. So now this is not your, uh, you know, small marketing project. where You are designing a website. These are real satellites, you know, that you are trying to place and the kind of moving parts that you are going to have. And these projects are going to be different. The expectations are going to be very different. So just because, you know, a marketing company has a project, that project is not similar to, you know, how defense companies are going to require or NASA is going to require. So make sure you are looking at, The kind of project that uh, that uh, you know product is trying to serve. So in this particular case, these are very, very, very involved uh, you know projects that Dell Tech is trying to go after. So in this particular case, Jess has uh, served as both a planner, a scheduler, and the earned value analyst. Now, if you go for any of the case study of the manufacturing business, you are never going to find a term called earned value. Okay, it's very, very, very rare. So this is a very key term for the project centric industry because they need that. So pay attention to these things, how they monitor their KPIs, what they measure. So in this particular case, this is going to be very professional services centric functionality. And in this case, these are going to be professional services firms that are doing very, very, very heavily involved projects, uh, you know, much heavier uh, than your, you know, website development or uh, marketing uh, sort of projects here they are saying obviously the scheduling and planning is very robust here they are saying the scheduler does not own the schedule the project teams own set so there are uh, you know differences in terms of the ownership of how the how the ownership works because that has to be built as part of your core erp functionality if they don't if you don't have that as part of your manufacturing software, uh, it could be hard to sort of allocate these responsibilities in your team and these are the challenges that you are going to find in your project centric organizations. Here they are saying a scheduler is there to help the team take ownership over the activities and timeline. They are also saying that the responsibility to continuously gather the most current information and organize it for the program team in the form of the schedule. The major point here is going to be the way they track their projects, the cost that is involved in the project. At any point of time, you really need to have that understanding uh, to be able to determine whether you or uh, your project is really profitable or not, so that you can call off if that is not feasible for you. That's the, the most important point that you are not going to find uh, in some of the other uh, ERP systems. Here they are saying, you know what, every day is different and the work varies greatly uh, depending upon where you are in cadence of a particular program or the usual business rhythm often tied to the monthly accounting cycle, particularly where Evie is concerned. In her role, just, uh prefers a regular one-on-one meeting with the control account manager's camps Uh, rather than communicating through status reports as it improves both accountability and visibility. Now, terms such as camps, you are probably not going to find in your manufacturing organization because this is a very, uh, you know, account-centric term uh, that a lot of professional services companies uh, use uh, as part of their customer success organization. So that's where the, the real differentiator is, how the workflow of these camps are going to be supported inside your ERP system. Okay, that's uh for this particular customer. Obviously, as you can see, the kind of project that we, they are doing here, they are really doing very involved Space-based projects and the kind of moving pieces you are going to have in these projects are going to be just incredible because uh, I I think these are really involved fruits overall from the operational complexity perspective. Here they are saying uh, this is the project done for NASA where they provided uh, mission integration and communication services for the Delta, you know, fourth launch vehicle and the PSP spacecraft, which recently launched from somewhere in Florida as the first ever mission to touch the Sun and that's pretty much it that i just on this one the other thing that i really wanted to point out is going to be here you are saying the defense technology firm i think that's a key phrase uh to sort of pay attention to so if you are simply saying that i am working with the defense firms defense firm versus defense technology firm are two different business operations defense research firm is a very different business operation then you're the product-centered manufacturing firm. So these are the keywords that you should be paying attention to when you are reviewing these uh, case studies. Okay, so that's pretty much it on this slide. I'm actually gonna move to the next slide. Here, if you actually look at the product and one of the key takeaway for me personally, in this uh, you know, session was they are winning with logos such as AWS. Now, you must be wondering that Dell Tech is a very legacy company. So how come they are winning with AWS? Is AWS trying to use their ERP? Obviously not. They have utilized Dell Tech for their government contracting business division. And as you know, as the AWS business unit, they are competing in the public sector space and they are going to have similar needs as the defense organization, if they might be competing in that government space, that's the reason why AWS has utilized Dell Tech solution, which seems counterintuitive that AWS is the, uh, you know, most advanced cutting edge technology firm. What are they doing with Dell Tech? Uh, you know, sometimes that could be hard to digest, but they are really strong in that government contracting functionality. And that's why AWS is trying to use here, uh, by the way, uh, you know, the other customer is saying that they looked at NetSuite. Again, NetSuite is a very strong solution uh, for the manufacturing product centric verticals, but they did not like NetSuite in this specific case. And the reason why they didn't like is because it just didn't feel natural. The project centric uh, business is going to be very different. Uh, Overall, the way their processes flow, that's why they went with Delta. Here, your NetSuite is probably not going to be as spread. Here they are saying the UNAMET-AE architectural and uh, engineering, but that was clear view revisited, so we didn't go too far with it. Again, they had some problems. UNAMET is a solution that is really designed for this industry, but they somehow didn't like it. They are not very clear why they didn't like it. There could be so many different reasons, but they are not clear with that. The Vantage Point is a product from Dell Tech, which is super popular. They have multiple different products that we saw in the product slide, so here, this story is related to the Vantage Point solution, uh, and all of those products are going to have very different capabilities, and they are targeted for a specific micro verticals, even in these industries. So here they are saying with Vantage Point, I have one version of truth that's huge. Uh, I can easily see what's going on across all functions of accounting and projects without too much uh, hunting and packing. Now, this may uh, sound similar to how uh, the case study of a manufacturing firm is going to read, but here, What they are trying to say is I have visibility into all of my projects as the program manager that I am looking to see which might be harder in case of your vanilla ERP. If you guys have any comments, I can take those. Otherwise I can move to the next slide. So here, uh, this is again, these are the stories of different architecture firms. Uh, there are some outliers and we'll be highlighting those outliers. So here they are saying BBH architecture uh, is a multidiscipline architecture, interior design and master planning firm. Uh, this is where Dell Tech really shines. That's where they win any of the architecture engineering firms. They are really strong in that vertical with locations across Colorado and Nebraska. By the way, if you look at their average customer size, that's really big, okay? It's very comparable to SAP. So they are really competing in that enterprise space, which is a good point to note that they are not going to be as small as your Acumatica or NetSuite. They are winning with some of the larger customers. So they are going to have very strong multi-entity functionality as part of the solution. That's why they are able to win in these enterprise, with these enterprise customers now here obviously they have the commercial office buildings the community centers the churches schools uh historic uh, preservation these are the different projects and you can see how large these uh, projects are and that's why they are fit for this specific vertical now here they are saying obviously the cloud-based solution for specification authoring second they needed a powerful product research tool and master guide specification resource now that's a baby construction centric and the architecture centric functionality that you are not going to find in any of the vanilla erp unless you are trying to utilize a vendor owned add-on here they are saying make a complete transition from server-based to cloud-based technology uh, which is very generic uh, positioning there bbh went in search of a cloud-based spec authoring solution Again, they are being very specific there. So pay attention to this. That's a very uh, specific capability there that that Tech has. Here, they are also saying time-consuming and tedious nature of material research and building product selection. Now, that's a very key piece of things. Okay, The building product selection is very unique to this industry. So if you don't have that capability, building that could be extremely heavy lift. If you went with Microsoft products or uh, or Oracle products, unless you are buying an add-on, which could be a risk if this is going to be extremely critical for your business. By the way, they collaborate very tightly with your American Institute of Architects. So obviously, the whole Intel is coming from there. They are creating that um, you know tight relationship with them because obviously that's their bread and butter. This is the market that they are really trying to capture. That's why they are hanging out in those. Places. Here they are saying the other uh, company here, they're saying uh, the Intertech Mechanical Services. Now, if you read the Intertech Mechanical Services, it might sound as if this is a uh, more of the manufacturing organization. But if you pay attention to the fine line, here they are saying that they are doing commercial and industrial heating and cooling systems. Their turnkey solutions support clients throughout the entire design and construction process, ensuring accurate communication and efficient execution. So the way these uh, this specific uh, company is designed, they are going to have a lot of field service component because of the way their projects are structured. But this is a very, you know, service-centric organization because they are trying to serve these large uh, industrial uh, heating and cooling system. Uh, so, you know, Daltech may be of it, may not be a fit. I'm not too sure about that, but the reason why they must have bought this is because of that construction-centric functionality that you need to be able to run your projects. They must have really heavy component of construction, and that's why they went with Deltec. Here, by the way, the InterTech has employees covering several unions. Now, if you need reporting for unions, that's a very key piece of functionality. You are not going to find that in your vanilla ERP. Now, that could be a compelling reason why they went with DelTAC because you are not gonna find that functionality anywhere else unless the solution is going to be designed for these unions. And they are being very specific, including UA Local 502, plumbers, pipe fitters. And we have seen that Epicore wins in this vertical as well. They have you know, this functionality, just one solution. And that's why Epicore is able to win in that. Obviously your vanilla ERP is not gonna work there. So pay attention to these key functionality that cannot be built overnight in any ERP system. So you need that to be able to support your business operations. And they are saying IBEW Local 369 electrical union. Now, if you actually go to the plumbing and electrical contracting space, the way their projects are structured, they are very, very unique, even though they could be similar to your professional services organization. They could appear as if you are simply doing a field service component, just the way you are doing in manufacturing. But no, their union requirements are going to be very different. And that's where the accounting is very different. So again, if you actually bought an ERP that is not really designed for your industry, you will struggle and you will be doing a lot more admin work outside of your
0: ERP. Hey, hey Sam, one of the things I thought was interesting on this was that kind of middle paragraph on the second column where it says that they're using uh, computer ease for all aspects of their accounting, job costing, service, and document management. And then they go on to talk a little bit about the integration between uh, Dell Tech and Computer E, which I, I thought was interesting because I, I, when I originally saw this, I, I took it as though that they were using Dell Tech uh, to handle that functionality on here.
2: Yeah. So if you actually, the way it reads in my mind, if I am paying attention to it, you know, job costing, service and document management accounting, it might you know, sound as if my Infor or Epicor can do this. If you were paying attention to those terms, because that is going to be common across these ERP systems. But the real difference between Dell Tech versus the other ERP system is going to be that union functionality that you need and you cannot run your business unless you comply with that. So the the real differentiator is going to be that, that businesses need to be paying attention to while exploring uh, their ERP
0: system.
3: David, I think you, you made a really good point, though, is they... That reads like computer ease is actually their ERP system and Dell Tech is their project management system. That
0: that's that's what I was getting at, Phil. I I, I just wanted to see if I was misreading that or it,
3: it does read that way. And and in a similar thing on this one, because I'm uh, I've got some familiarity with commercial industrial HVAC. They it is typical. They they're saying here sheet metal. Uh, there there is typical light manufacturing and assembly manufacturing that's going on in those types of places as well. You know, even if they're building ladders and other stuff like that, a lot of times they insource that. So it, it maybe that also is why they stuck with an ERP that might have had a little bit more manufacturing capability and just a Dell tech for the project management. Piece.
0: I could see the project management component for sure. I was just curious on that because I, I, I I'm reading it the same way that you are. So. But yeah, I could see for those industries on the project management side for sure. So I agree with you there.
2: So you both are right. And if you read above, it says after much research, they actually found that Tech Plus Computer Ease, Computer Ease is the robust construction accounting software that they found that powers businesses of all sizes. So obviously they were not satisfied. And again, they are not being clear which system they acquired, uh, you know, from the Tech perspective because Tech has many different products. But they went with the Tech Deltec- Plus computer ease solution. So obviously, they didn't feel that Delta would, would be enough for their business operation. That's why they had to utilize. So you are right. For the construction side of things, I think they used computer ease. And then for the project management side of things, I think they used uh, Delta. Yeah. But it, it'll be really interesting to see, okay, where does accounting fit in that? But they are saying that computer ease, I guess, they use for accounting, which would be interesting because the accounting and the, uh, the, Labor reporting needs for unions is going to be very different. So I don't know how you are going to architect that.
0: Yeah, that was back to your point, Sam, because (laughs) later (laughs) in there when they talk about being able to, uh, you know, process your union dues and even, you know, the way I read through this uh, tie that, uh, you know, your labor information back uh, into the project base from an architecture standpoint, you're spot on. I think that would be a, a, an interesting challenge.
2: Yeah, I don't want to be part of that project, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> because of such tight integration, I just, uh, I just, I would not like to be part of that project. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So we are going to move to the next point. Here, if you actually pay attention to this one, this is the vertical transportation consulting firm focused on commercial, high-rise, as well as new design and existing buildings. Uh, so, Phil, maybe you can help me here because obviously you have you and Dave uh, have a lot more construction background than I do. But here, the way I would read this as vertical transportation consulting firm, these would be the companies that are actually designing those elevators and escalators for the building. So now you are doing the project. For these companies that's where yes you probably would need that project management functionality that's how i would read correct me if i'm off here yeah
3: that looks like the inst. this looks like it fits their model better than the last yeah. one did these are the installers of this with a long-term project where they're you know, they're not they're not they're not building elevators. They're doing the installation of those things. Or in this particular case, that's why I read that. David, is that what you see? Yeah, I agree with you.
2: Yeah. So again, the consulting is the keyword that you need to be paying attention to. So anywhere you have the consulting, you know, whether you are doing manufacturing consulting, construction consulting, uh, transportation consulting, consulting, consulting. Okay, whatever you are doing. Okay, as long as you have the consulting, obviously Tech is going to be fed. But your the the customer for the consulting is probably not going to be as great fed. So here it says that it has more than 56 machine rooms, 83 elevator shafts uh, for elevators to run. It was a big project for us. And we are still under contract for maintenance work. Obviously, the maintenance is going to be very involved as well. You are not going to have the similar maintenance as you would do as uh, you know, on your knife sharpener. Let's say if you're buying, that's going to be a very different maintenance agreement. So here they are saying it was total company effort from accounting to contract management to the consultants in the country. Dell Tech helped support our awarding of the contract of the building Which is the highest building i guess in dubai was there from start to finish in terms of proposals and winning the project to make it uh, a reality obviously that process is very involved the pre-sales process of winning these contracts is a very very involved process that has to be part of your erp if it is not that you are going to have challenges uh, in running your business the other business that we have here uh, is going to be a total agency management now the single tool uh, was Dell Tech Workbook, a system designed specifically for total agency management. The biggest pull was that it was able to connect everything together, but that's a very vanilla pitch for most ERP systems. Here they are saying uh, TMW un- Unlimited, end to end visibility and control of its projects uh, with all pricing information, schedules, and resource requirements stored in one place instead of different themes, each working with their own setup. Each agency now uses the same platform, which creates a seamless experience for both employees and customers. So my understanding of this is going to be that they must have a lot of different agencies that they may have acquired over the period of time. So they are providing the centralized platform, uh, not only for the financial management, the accounting management, but also the the operational management, the project management uh, that these these agencies are going to have. But again, this is a very consulting focused business. Here they are saying, we all have access to one another's resource and we can share these skill sets among us. Now, that's a very key piece of functionality when you have to share the resources, because some of these consultants are going to be just one of a kind. You are not going to find, you know, your next Dave Chrysler or Phil Kerber There's only one. So all of these entities need to share uh, these resources to make sure that the projects are going to be successful. Uh, Here, they are saying by knowing when one of uh, our other offices has extra capacity, we can utilize the same thing goes for your uh, capacity planning as well. Uh, because you really need to keep that in mind while planning for these resources. okay if you guys have any other comments I can take those. I,
3: I just Morton. think Sam uh, uh, they're they're sorry An they' they seem to be switching back between different products. Sometimes they're talking about an ERP product. And, and then in this particular case they're not talking about erp they're talking about project management so, so they're they're not consistently staying with which product that that we're actually talking about i know we we're talking about erps for the most part on this on this panel but s- several of these case studies are do not read erp to me at
2: all you are right and that's not their problem that is our problem in, in analyzing these companies to be honest because they have too many products they have too many different case studies uh you know so so it's really on us because we have picked Some of these case studies overall from the corporate strategy perspective, these case studies are combined of a lot of different products. So sometimes the the messaging could be mixed, but we are trying to analyze the overarching goal of the company, how they are operating as a company. Our goal is not to point out specific flaws and, any specific product or the capabilities.
3: Perfect, got it.
2: Okay, so here I am actually going to move to the next uh, slide. Here they are saying, this is also a company. In our previous system, the resourcing was not intuitive and very slow. It was not possible uh, to plan future staffing. Future staffing is a very deep capability, guys, when you are going to have. A lot of people that you need to plan that you need to forecast for manufacturing when you have ten dollar workers that's not a big deal but when you are uh, when you have workers that are going to be charging you two hundred dollars an hour you probably need to figure out how to plan that otherwise you are going to be in trouble so which was a challenge for us now with deltech workbook we can uh, take care of these staffing resources for future projects to evaluate if a job will go over or under budget here on a 10 month project we conducted. Again, this is the workbook product. I am being very specific. Uh, This is not the other one, the cost point, vantage point. This is the workbook product, which is used as the project management tool for a lot of different businesses. That's why the flavor that you are going to get here is going to be very related to project management. Uh, We analyze the budget and identify the potential need for freelance support. Uh, Most of the tools we used in the past could not provide this financial insight. Now, we, we have one more case study here. This is also from workbook product. Here they are saying share resources, workflow across both companies connecting plots and infinity squared. Again, that's a very key piece of functionality uh, that does not exist in other industries. It is beautiful system, very efficient for resource management across multiple departments and businesses. They are also reading that everyone at connecting plots is the name of the company, found the migration process pretty straightforward uh, and easy. Again, the workbook is not really the ERP product. Uh, it's really that project management product. So obviously, it's going to feel uh, slightly easier than your ERP uh, products that might be comparable in the market. But it seems like customers really like the workbook product. Now, here we have one more customer, which could be slightly different. So here they are saying with a contract research unit and the manufacturing unit, okay, this is the Bioneer firm. So they are saying that well, they are serving the manufacturing as well. This is a very pharma-centric organization. But keep in mind, even in pharma, you have the consulting businesses. Those are going to be your contract research organizations called CRO. They are going to be very operationally similar to your Defense research organization or your transportation research organization. Sometimes these research organizations may be serving multiple verticals because just to diversify them from the business model perspective. So here, Bioneer is well positioned to develop pharmaceutical drug candidate. Uh, you know, produce proteins, test such candidates in advance. So they are serving the pharmaceutical industry. They are not necessarily the pharma themselves. They are doing the work for somebody else. That is probably going to be more of the project as opposed to the real. Uh, you know, manufacturing operations that you are going to need. That's why they found Dell Tech to be slightly more relevant for them. Here they, they are saying it provides research, development and consultancy. I said consultancy is the keyword, respective of which market they are going after. As long as they are consulting centric business, that's where they are going to be really good. Here, nearly 100 companies across Europe and US. So you can imagine the the size of the solution. The solution is really big. It can support 100 countries. That's a big deal, guys. Not every solution in the market can support 100 countries. Here they are saying manage diverse project types. And sizes is a complex task, which is true as well. We are selling laboratory-based services. Services is the keyword, guys. So this is not product. These are really services, and they are trying to serve the pharma customers uh, or somebody else who are trying to utilize their service, which requires registering every hour work. And we need to generate intuitive reports each week for pioneer management and our board of directors. And our projects are often split across compartmentalized business units. We need detailed insights into forecast timelines and financials to keep projects on track. Smallest mistakes can have a big impact on reporting and forecasting, which is true as well. I think this is for the ERP one. I don't think this is for the workbook. They used the ERP solution from Dell Tech for this. So this is a very interesting element there that you know a pharma consulting uh, firm is uh, have gone with Dell Tech, but there must be a reason why they have gone. But this is definitely an outlier from their target market. One more, here they are saying when competing for new contracts. Uh, in such a vast government contracting market. So this is a government contracting business, which is the right fit. The small business contractors have access to a variety of set aside vehicles, a small time and material fixed, uh, you know, firm fixed price. By the way, guys, in the project manufacturing space, also you are going to find this piece of functionality, but the, the way your operations are going to work, the way your uh, you know KPIs are going to be, they are going to be very different for a service-based organization versus the project manufacturing organization. So here they are saying, but Redgate was striving for a more ambitious and long-term goal. Okay, blah, blah. Uh, a small business competing set aside contract for mid-tier targeting full and open contracts, no big deal. Majority of uh, service delivery and back office function. Uh, so this is for the Dell Tech cost point solution. The cost point solution is targeted for those government contracting companies. That's why they have utilized this one. The entire project lifecycle for government contractors, which is true as well, that's where they shine. That's their target market. He, this is also coming from your Delta cost point. Here they are saying as the number of contracts increased, it became nearly impossible to manage multiple projects on spreadsheets simultaneously. Additionally, we were making plans to manufacture. Okay, so this is a manufacturing firm, guys. Okay, but they have utilized Tech for some reason. Now, we are going to pay attention to some of the interesting variables here for the manufacturing firm, what all they can do from the manufacturing perspective? So here they are saying we knew we needed to invest in a comprehensive solution to not only manage our people and projects. People and projects, that is going to be their first priority because they are a very service-centric organization. But accurately track the bills of materials, suppliers, and entire manufacturing process. Okay. And they were looking, one of our top priorities in a new system was a timekeeping module that was fully integrated with our financial system uh, as our previous timekeeping method was manual. Additionally, we knew that, that our next financial system needed to support DFARS, Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement, uh, and the FARS. Uh, you know, that's the regulatory requirement. With inventory control capabilities, complete visibility into our data and all of the needed information in one place. Now, guys, for them, these are the businesses which are really strong in the government contracting defense space, but they need a little bit of manufacturing. Those are the businesses that are probably going to be right fit for Delta. If you are a hardcore manufacturer and you have a little bit of contracting need for your government contracting, that's probably going to be a stretch for Dell Tech. So analyze what your real business model is, whether you are 80% government contracting versus 20% government contracting. If you're 20% government contracting, then probably you don't need Dell Tech, but if you're 80% government contracting with a little bit of manufacturing, then probably Dell Tech is going to be the right fit. Here they are saying the spec point, and this is the case study, I guess, for the spec point. Uh, That is the new specification software, the collaborative specification tool that uh, empowers architects, engineers, and uh, specifiers to effectively Develop construction specification. Again, that's a very deep functionality for the construction industry. The spec point also boosts product visibility for building product manufacturers. I think we have seen that. What else am I missing here? Okay. So obviously, anything that is going to be in the building product management space, this is the right fit. That's the key theme here for the uh, Delta Insight, Tech Specpoint, Point. These are different solutions uh, than the other products that we have reviewed from. Deltec. One of the key takeaways from this one was, you know, we had one of the most exciting consulting company that you can ever work for. That is called Booz, uh, and they have gone with Dell Tech. Now, why have they gone for Dell Tech when they could have gone for either Workday or Financial Force? In my opinion, I think they must be really strong in that government list They must have really deep market share in the government space that maybe 95% of their business is coming from the government contracting. That's why the Tech is going to be right fit. Now, is Deloitte going to be right fit for Tech? Maybe, maybe not, depending upon how much government work there. So pay attention to those five lines, who you are serving and what kind of contracts you have, what kind of transactions you have. Don't go by, okay, uh, you know, who's bought Tech. So maybe my consulting company is going to be right fit for that. It could be true. It may not be true, depending upon your business model.
3: But it is impressive. Booz Allen is huge. And, and uh, for that for them to have that as a as a client means they've got some real good functionality in that space. Exactly. Exactly. And I was impressed with that as
2: well. I was like, you know, Dell Tech is a legacy company, but they have really won some very impressive logos. Okay. So this is the Aerospace Center company. Again, I think the key theme that you are going to note here is going to be NLR's mission is to make air operators and space exploration safer, more sustainable, more efficient, its multidisciplinary approach focuses on developing new and cost-effective technologies for aviation and space from design support to production technology and MRO. I think this seems to be more of the, uh, you know, IFS play here in my mind, the way I am reading it, but they must have very deep, either the contracting element, that's why they must have liked the the Tech solution or they must be very consulting centric business the way i am reading this if it is going to be sort of the technology provider for aerospace you are almost like a software development firm or you are more of the laboratory uh, in your former world so probably it is going to be right but again, depending upon what your business model is. Again, this is a very, uh, you know, software development firm that has chosen, but it's really big. So obviously, they are able to support really large customers, you know, in the consulting space. What else do I have here? So yeah. hey,
3: Sam, we have a, um, a listener who's Craig's on there who asked a question about an hour ago of you. It's more of a general industry question. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that that uh, he, he's been on there for an hour, that we give give a little bit of time for the end for you to address that question. What he's what he's asking is, as I understand it and you can read it, is 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 there certain industries that would favor cloud based or SaaS based type of systems and certain industries that might favor on prem because either of their regulations or internal internal skill set. So he's trying to get you to talk about this type of industry might be more likely to be in the cloud and this or with a SaaS-based, and this type of industry might be more likely to have an on-prem solution.
2: Well, so I am not sure if you should be deciding cloud versus on-prem for the specific industry. I think you should be looking at your business model. That should not be the decision factor unless you have any sort of regulatory requirements that actually drive your decision for cloud versus on-prem. In some cases, for Canadian companies, we have seen that the data center needs to be located in Canada. Now, that's the decision factor that could play a role whether you can go for on-prem or with a company that has data center in Canada. But typically, you know, functionality or the industry should not drive whether you should go for on-prem.
3: Yeah, and I think it's also an interesting caveat to that point for Craig or for other people trying to get their head around on-prem or in cloud is the evolution where, we've talked about this a lot in these, where, where a lot of the products that are really being promoted Are the in-cloud products but are they truly native and do they in cloud and do they truly have all that functionality and you've talked about that a lot too as a as a really important thing to decide if you're going to be on-prem or in cloud exactly exactly do you guys have any other comments any follow-up comments
4: phil you know i always recommend to my clients because that's a common question you know cloud versus on-prem is to always look for the right system that meets your needs first and then discuss deployment after. Don't don't sacrifice functionality from with deployment.
3: And and I I will add to that that and it's that's it's challenging because these companies are trying to really push the cloud solution. So they're yeah. pushing they're you're, they're pushing it towards something that may the not software companies you mean yeah the software companies yeah, are really course, pushing
4: it yeah because they all want level revenue that goes on forever yeah right okay guys so we are going to
2: cover this review quickly and then we can take some more comments so here i don't think we have anything alarming except you know obviously they have uh, reported some of the bugs that they could not get it solved which is okay that's probably going to help happen with any erp system here they are saying when you have an employee wearing multiple hats it's hard to grant them access to everything they need in one scenario that could be challenging i guess you know sap is probably going to be Slightly superior overall uh, with their access control list.
4: Probably a smaller company, though, right, that has uh, people that are doing multiple tasks, whereas a system like Deltic or SAP, as you're mentioning, is going to be a lot more uh, role centric. So you do your thing. You don't have to wear five hats. So, uh,
2: you know, I don't know any company, to be honest, even in the enterprise space, you are probably going to find places where you need to wear multiple hats, to be honest. You know, so the system needs to support that functionality if that is going to be a critical driver, especially if you're dealing with expensive resources, such as a professional services firm. In that case, you probably need, and that's why the user has reported that. That's a challenge for them. So here, I don't see any other details. The only downside I find uh, with using Dell Tech is there's no simple way of making correction, I would say this is probably on the user. The reason why they are not able to correct is because you know that's actually going in the accounting flow, and the accounting system is not uh, letting you correct that. That's probably on the user, and you know you are probably going to have problems with SAP as well. So this is not really on Dell Tech IP. I. Guess.
3: I
4: well, am not- I'll tell you another interesting thing. On the right, it says uh, that it uh, integrates with ADP beautifully or fabulous, as they put it here. But on the previous screen, it, I think you, you, one of the lines you under, underlined was, or the comments was, that they were releasing a Canadian payroll system. So it's interesting they're doing that when they already beautifully integrate to ADP. So there are a couple of variables here. Number one, we don't know which product it is. Uh, you know, some products may
2: be integrated, some products may not be integrated. Uh, you know, some products may have the Canadian functionality, other may not have. So I don't know if this is really on Dell Tech, to be honest. <laughs> so we need to get some
3: more data before we can conclude that. Well, I think you covered it well, uh, uh, um, you know, on where their niche is and, and where they're very, very strong. And and I I thought they also put a lot of good information out there that was accessible, which is nice. It's nice to see this level of depth of information that you can find on these guys. It's not always that easy. I agree. Uh, closing comments,
4: uh, Dave, uh, Andy? It's been around for a lot of years, in many decades, probably four decades It's always been targeted at government contracts and project management, and they are exceptional at
0: that. Dave, Yeah, I I agree with what uh, Phil and Andy are both saying. I mean, it's nice to see, you know, a solution go deep uh, in terms of of what they offer. And, uh, you know, part of their ability to do that has is, is been the length of time that they've been around and the people that they've been able to service and learn from. So,
2: yeah. And uh, just to wrap, guys, if you are a consulting organization, you know, you are a service focused organization, especially in the government contracting space. This is definitely a solution that you want to include in your evaluation. Uh, if you are sitting on the edges, manufacturing plus uh, the government contracting make sure you pay attention to the fine lines where your core strengths are and where you are going to the actual functionality that is going to support you on that note that's it for today if you join for the first time this is part of our industry series for which we meet uh, every tuesday at 5 30 pm eastern we pick one vendor or solution that we review objectively and we are going to be here next week covering another vendor so make sure you are not going to miss next week's show on that note Thank you so much, everybody, for your time and insight. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Andy Pratico, head over to essoft.com. It's E-S-S-O-F-T If you want to learn more about Phil Kerper, head over to ringling.com. BusinessSolutions.com. It's R-I-N-G L-I-N-G B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. It's if you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to the Chrysler.club. It's T-H-E C-R-Y-S-L-E-R dot C-L-U-B. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Rich Sage, who describes his journey and the pitfalls for implementing six ERP projects throughout his career. Also, the interview with Phil Kerper, who shares his insights into executing on DTC strategy. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks.